The Keep Unfrozen show talks about life from a Christian perspective and through the filter of my eyes. Unfrozen was my first book, written in a time of angst, and yet God's light saw me through, even if he had to inspire me through Disney's Frozen film. God will do the same for you, talking to you where you are. Keep Unfrozen Ministries tackles disappointment, disillusionment and discouragement by stepping into God's warming light. Frozen people are hurt people, and hurt people hurt others. But when you are hurt, you generally turn away from God. The Bible talks about hard-heartedness. I call it being frozen. Keep Unfrozen is about changing this mindset, living and loving the potential that God created you to be. Keep Unfrozen. This week I set out to talk to you about a particular subject. But it wasn't to be. Strangely enough, I had the verse picked out. I'd been infused by uh, a comment from somebody who listens. So one of you listening today sent me a comment and I thought, do you know, that is perfect. But God had other ideas. I was woken up quite early in the morning with the Lord's Prayer on my mind. Now, I wasn't feeling particularly stressed or I wasn't feeling particularly excited about anything. But it was just say the Lord's Prayer. And I thought, well, why? Why do I need to say the Lord's Prayer? Apart from my usual praying, what is it about the Lord's Prayer that I have to speak about? And it was just get the Lord's Prayer up, think about it, interpret it, have the Holy Spirit with you, and talk on the Lord's Prayer. So guess what our subject is today? Now, I always find it really interesting how I choose subjects, because I try to be open to what God is saying. But also by doing that, I let myself open also to resistance. So I recorded this broadcast for you yesterday and it all seemed to go well until I started the editing process and checking things through. And I realized that the voice, the audio track was just horrible actually. And I couldn't use it. So having spent, you know, quite a number of hours trying to produce it, I then had to ditch it. Now that tells me that we're on the right track and there's a reason why the Lord's Prayer is particularly pertinent to somebody listening, watching or reading the blog about the Lord's Prayer. Part of the Lord's Prayer, there is a supporting verse which just explores even more. It is quite, quite amazing. So let's get going, shall we? Our Father. First two words, Our Father. It's so impacting, so amazing. Why is that? Because for a start, we're not saying my father, we're saying our. We've got it into a possessive adjective, as they say. But because it's that possessive, it means we're acknowledging that he is our father. And by it being our, it means it's more than just me. It means I am choosing to honor God, who's accessible everyone. And the fact that it's our, and Jesus didn't say, I want you to pray to my God, my Father. He says, I want you to pray to our Father. And it immediately links up with the fact that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, that Jesus is our brother. Now, that to me is quite amazing. And I would suggest you can listen to the sermon I did on this because it really makes it clear in other parts of Jesus' work how much he believes that we are his brothers and sisters. 
father. Now, the word father in itself, it's fraught with difficulties, especially if you had a father who was very unkind. And my mother finds great difficulty in this because her father was um, violent and he was quite nasty. I never met my grandfather because my mother protected me from him because she wasn't going to have that association. So when she says our father, she has to put aside those earthly pictures she has, those earthly memories, and think of the spiritual father, the father God who created you and is only there for you. He wants to be part of your life. Who art in heaven? That is where he lives. Now we know he's omnipresent, so maybe he doesn't actually live there in the way that we think, through the bearded man on a cloud or have any kind of bricks and mortar. But heaven is where we sight him so that we can look up to the heavens, to the skies, and have a placement. Placement's really important. When I do my sign language, it's very important where we place things. So anything behind me gets put behind my shoulder. Anything in the present is right in front of me. And anything in the future is placed at a distance in front of me. So where we place God is equally important, and we place him in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed is a word that we don't use much now, but even in the contemporary version of the Lord's Prayer, hallowed is still used. But hallowed just means absolute utter respect, of awe, of fearless wonder. In that fearless wonder, we are saying it's your name, God, that is above all else. And we're actually talking into the first commandment, the first commandment that God gave us which was to love him, to have no other gods in front of him. And Jesus added to this and said, have no other gods before the God, God our Father, and to love him with all our hearts, our mind and spirit. Thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come, on earth as it is in heaven. What a difference this earth would be if it was ruled under God's kingdom. A God kingdom of respect, of love, of patience, and all the things that the apostles and the writers in the New Testament particularly tell us we need to be. Can you imagine earth run under the rules of kingdom rules? It is quite staggering if you start to think it out. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want his will to be done because it's the only way that we can protect our planet, protect ourselves and live in harmony with each other. Give us today our daily bread. We know this has happened in the past when the Israelites spent all that time wandering in the desert. Okay, they didn't get things 100% right. So God said that their generation wouldn't see the new world that he had promised them, but he still fed them. He fed them all the time with manna from heaven. He is our provider and he provides for us today with food, with jobs and with spiritual life. Forgive us our trespasses or our sins, as the modern version says. Now this is wonderful to know that if we do wrong, we can come to the Father and say, look, I'm really sorry about that. I'm remorseful about it. Please forgive me. 
and he will. He's made that a promise. But this part in the Lord's Prayer is actually conditional. The line is, as we forgive others, so you forgive us. So forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Which means, if we are not forgiving our brothers and sisters, and our families, and people that wrong us, and they do, we feel hurt, someone says the wrong thing, hurts us, somebody doesn't allow us to do something we want to do, it hurts us, but we have to forgive them. Because if we don't forgive, we get all bitter and twisted inside which is not pleasant, and I'm sure we've all gone through that. The moment you forgive, there's a peace that comes into you. It doesn't change things. It doesn't change the past. It doesn't change what has happened. But it means that we can get through it in a healthy way. But the kicker, real kicker, is if we choose not to forgive. And it is a choice. If we choose not to forgive, that is the same measure that God use against us. So when we go to him say, oh, we've done this wrong, Lord, please forgive us. He'll go, well, actually, I can't forgive you the whole of it because you've still got a blockage in your heart from someone you have to forgive. I see it almost in management terms like a Johari window. You've got this huge window, but when things go wrong, it just gets narrower and narrower and narrower. And it's not until we forgive that it can open again. Quite an interesting thought, that. And lead us not into temptation. I kind of struggled with the phraseology of this, because to lead us not implies that he's leading us, and why would he lead us into temptation? But I just think it's phraseology, lead us not, putting the negative behind the actual verb of going forward. Lead us not means keep us away from temptation. It is assumed temptation is there and temptation will always be in our lives. For me, it's around food, it's around chocolate, it's around all kinds of things that actually I know is really bad for me, it's bad for my body. And yet I'm tempted time and time again to abuse my body with the foods that will upset my diabetes. So lead us not into temptation is asking for protection. Protection against even thinking about the thing that you know will harm, harm yourself and harm others around. Deliver me from evil. We know he prowls around like a lion ready to pounce and do us damage. So to have God there. God is the one person evil can't bear, can't be around. So the more God we have in our lives, the easier it is for God to protect us and to deliver us from that evil. Thine is the kingdom the power and the glory. This is just amazing when you think of that. And for me, King David is the best person ever to give examples of exalting. He exalts God's majesty, his splendor, his greatness. Even on his deathbed, he's talking about how great God is. Chronicles 29, 11. Yours, Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. Everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head of above it all. We adore you as the one who is above all things. Those are David's words, and he just manages to encapsulate it so well of yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Forever and ever, amen. God is with us now. He's with us before He'll be with us in the future. He's the same today as he was yesterday. 
and as he will be tomorrow. And amen. We agree with what we have just said. So let's listen to it all in one part instead of all fragmented. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. The next time you feel the need to recite the Lord's Prayer, keep in mind what really you are saying to God, or even make it a daily prayer. As long as we don't become over-familiar with it, we are fine because it has such joy in it that we can talk to our Father. We can communicate in a way that no other religion is possible because He is real God. He's the true God. He's our God, our Father. Lady Aidy, keep unfrozen. Keep Unfrozen Ministries continues to communicate through blogs, video blogs, email broadcasts and podcasts on numerous forums. Contact me, Lady AD, directly on lady at ladyad.com about anything which resonates with you. We can pray together. And if you have a story in you that needs to be turned into a book, I can help you with a Christian author mentoring program. For more information, go to my website, ladyad.com. My thanks go to many people who helped make this podcast happen, including music by Ben Sound and his wonderful copyright-free music found on bensound.com and all at Pippa.